Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Deaf Talk by Metal podcast. I am Gary Grimm. And I'm Tane. Welcome. How are you guys going? And we're here for, well, I mean, you know, I, I wanted to kind of uh, celebrate because we didn't get to on April 1st. So Yeah, you know. look, it, it's, it's not April 1st when we're recording this, but it is April. And for us here at the Deaf Talk, look... At Death Tour by Metal, we're pretty zany. I know, yeah. Right? We have some zingers from, uh, uh, zingers, from day to day. Zingers, uh, gut busters. Yeah, so we figure like, you know, every day of our lives is a joke, so why not... Um... Yeah, like, fool for a lifetime, as uh, Mike Patton said. So, uh, look, we're, we take this whole month to celebrate it. It's like it's like um, Black History Month, but more poignant, because it's about us. <laughs> that's horrendous <laughs> let's cut you laughing out <laughs> let's be let's be really serious about that like yeah mm, mm, mm. yeah 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 so uh look throughout this podcast episode there's gonna be a couple of uh april fool's pranks yeah yeah i think um look we're not gonna tell each other we haven't uh we haven't spoiled anything uh, hopefully the things we've thought of uh, will come across uh, audibly. But, um, sure. I mean, it's it's like, uh, it's all off the cuff. Yeah. yeah it's I all mean, unscripted. We did some warm-up stuff, like uh, like I, go- I glued Gary's favorite album, um, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, onto mm-hmm. the desk before. Yep. He tried to get it off, and then uh, we had a good laugh about that, because, of course, you couldn't listen to the album uh, before the glue was applied and it was stuck to the table, but so um, that made it even harder to listen to. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? Uh, I uh, shook hands with Tane's whoopee cushion with a hand buzzer. That yeah, was, uh, that was pretty amazing. I know I couldn't walk properly for uh, for a few minutes there, but yeah, uh, that was a euphemism. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, look. Let's get into some music. Uh, first up, we have uh, Islands in the Stream by uh, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. See, that was my first April uh, Fool's joke, Tane. See, I was like Did checking my notes and I'm like, what? He, he was so unprepared for the joke. I know, We're not right? going to play that song as much as I'd like to. We're not going to play that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see? don't know. We, we could turn it into like a... Like yeah. a country music kind of thing. I was thinking about that before listening to some Loretta Lynn and. Well, I was gonna make it an even like worse genre of music. I was gonna make it worse and say we were gonna make it a five finger death punch uh, podcast, but everyone would have just turned it off. You uh, know, death to all but five finger death punch. Oh fuck. That's, but uh, look, that's just a, a taste of the kind of jokes that we've got coming up. It's a terrible, terrible taste. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's funny because it's it's not even April uh, right now. Uh, I, this is recorded after April. It's uh, it's very April, March. It's March now. <laughs> that's that's before, that's before April. What's that's after May. May? It's May. It's May now. Yeah. It it um. I'm just see that was another April Fool's prank. I know that was actually a double. It was uh, a double because I pretended yeah. that I didn't know. Look, I've got a cold. <laughs> I, I'm all over the place at the moment. Yeah. Um, pretty hazy. I've had a couple of drinks as well. So. Well, as we usually do. But, um, but that was obviously 
intentional. Did you did you notice anything about uh, about your drink at all? No, no funny tastes or. Uh. Did you, uh, did you get me? Yeah, yeah, I totally did. This time what? I didn't actually piss in Gary's drink. He's so used to it now that, uh, you know, like the saltiness with can, the Jack Daniels. That... Can you can you just go and piss in it now? <laughs> sure, I mean, right. like, you know, I, I, I'd hate for a joke to last longer than it should. I mean, like, I, I know they say, was it after 12? You're, um, you're supposed to kind of stop and reveal it. It's all about that. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I um, had a friend of mine who, um, actually, for uh, April Fool's Day, uh, put a status. Oh, up. after midday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah after yeah, midday. Yeah. Look, like I like I said, it's a whole month. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My uh, my friend Ben actually did do an April Fool's that went slightly awry. Uh, is this an April Fool's joke? Yeah. Because you're, you're saying you have a friend? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you got me. You got me. Uh, humor me, though. And let Sorry. Me, okay. Let me tell the audience. Sorry. Ben, but, ben on an April Fool's Yeah, thing. Ben, who's a real person. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, um, I'm, I'm going along with the joke, yep. He, he uh, put something up online saying that um, this long-standing injury, which actually does have, uh, had finally stopped him from, from playing trumpet, like scar tissue in his, uh, I saw in his that. lips. And uh, the thing was multiple people called him who, uh, like someone who had MS, who's now in a wheelchair, who can't play his instrument anymore. And all of these other people actually called him and were like so supportive and sharing their stories before he could even get two words in edgewise to to say like, look at the date. But um, I'm going to be a bit serious right now. It is taking it a little bit too far, (laughs) saying that there is like some kind of permanent injury that's so effective. Of course, people are going to react to that. April Fool's, I don't care what people think. It's fine. Yeah. If people got sad, then good. Fuck them. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, I think the joke there for everyone is that all our lives are just meaningless and terrible. So April Fool's, Uh, Tane believes in God. Uh... (laughs) Man, he's catching them out too quickly. Uh, that's the uh, that's the issue. Uh, that's yeah, a whole episode of this. Aren't you guys fucking lucky? Uh, have you already skipped to the next one? <laughs> I've already skipped mentally to the next bit. Actually, you should go back to the last one. We actually did a really good um, skit at the beginning of the last episode and hardly anyone fucking listened to that episode. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's not a fucking April Fool's joke. <laughs> no, no, that's true. Um, There might actually... Well... No, I'm not going to spoil anything there, actually. Uh, Gary and I might have some things in the works that are maybe a little bit different. Uh, yes, uh, it's it's not really developed enough to talk about yet, but uh, there's something coming to do with the podcast. Yeah, uh, who knows? It might uh, it might actually be good, not like the podcast, but... Is mm-hmm. that another April Fool's? <sighs> Nothing we do is ever good. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of yeah. a joke. Shit. What are we doing? Oh, fuck knows, man. No one's even listening right now. <laughs> That's it's okay. just us talking to you know each what? other. I think if anyone's going to not listen to any of the episodes we've done recently, I think this is the one to not listen to. Yeah. So. There's some good music. That's worth sticking around There's some for. great music, actually. That's not even an April Fool's joke. Should we uh, listen to some music? Yeah, let's listen to some music. Unless you got any more zingers to hit me with. Uh, I don't want to... Ru- uh, <laughs> no, Gary's pointing to his crutch there, but there's nothing zingy down there at all. Uh, uh, tangy, yeah, perhaps, but Yeah, maybe just from lack of washing. But, uh, sure. Well, what should we listen to first? Uh, letting it stew in its own juices. Uh, so first up, 
We got something from the legendary obituary. They have a a scythe titled or a self-titled album, depending on whether you like to speak in proper English. Uh, They have a self-titled album. (laughs) Fuck me. Out now. Is it on Nuclear Blast? It's on some fucking label. Just yeah. go find it. Yeah, there's there's my last Stop. little practical joke there, like putting Rehypnol in your drink before I usually do in the editing uh, thing. Don't look. Don't rely on anyone to tell you how to do things. If you want something, go get it. So if you want to hear the rest of this album, go find it. It's the self-titled album by Obituary. It, the song that we're playing off it is called 10,000 Ways to Die. And here it is right now.
And that was Sydney Locals by the Horns with their new single, The World I Came to See. And before that, we had 10,000 Ways to Die uh, by Obituary. And now, coming up on the Deft Orbit Metal podcast, we have a little segment that we do on a regular basis. Uh, it is called Breaking Tane's anal hymen. Every, after every episode, Tane gets an episiotomy on his asshole. And I break it open again. That's another April yeah, Fool's no joke. No episiotomy could ever fix my asshole. Not the amount of abuse that we've received here. No, no, it's called breaking the silence. You know, I was thinking about this before. Actually, like you know, mm-hmm. we've got the um, we've got the intro song courtesy of of Smithy. Yes, we we should do like a like a little song bit or like a little stab thing, or maybe I'll just put in a bunch of fart sounds for breaking the silence. Mm, but yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> you okay? You okay? We, we don't, don't need another one of your soundboards, team. Yeah. Seriously, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna fit them in any way I can. Yeah, that's what uh, breaking teens anal hymen was yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fitting it in any way you can. Totally, totally. Um, so, uh, like bearing teen and his soundboards is a running joke. Uh, st- starting from the Quizmore episode, where I was foolish enough to let Teen <laughs> <laughs> foolish <laughs> fuck off. I got I got all the fucking jokes. I was going for laughs and gasps. That's what I was. Oh doing. shit! That was awesome. We we do let- uh, we do keep talking about doing another Quizmore. That yeah. was fucking awesome. There'll be another one. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, go back and listen to our Quizmore episode. But for now. We're it's... doing our Breaking the Silence uh, uh, segment. Tane, can you explain what Breaking the Silence is all about? Okay, so uh, for longer time listeners, you guys would have heard this before, but yes. essentially uh, Gary and I have an album uh, that's that's a new release, and we go, okay, this one, uh, usually it's a bigger band or a band yeah, it's, that's it's... like got a long-awaited release. Yeah, or it's, a, it's just like a band that we both really enjoy that... Yeah. We kind of feel like we might have differing opinions on this. Yeah, so we we kind of try and um, usually there's no shortage of bands that we can do this with, but this one was kind of particularly hard as well. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Paul Bearer's new album Heartless. Yeah, Tane. Like I'm I'm a Paul Bearer fan. Tane is a huge Paul yeah. Bearer I fucking fan. love these guys, and so... we saw him live at the Herman's Bar. Uh, well, yeah, when was it last year or the uh, year before? No, it was actually. Uh, I think 2015. Yeah, so not last year, the year before. Yeah, yeah. And we met him afterwards. Like, yeah, and hung out. Stand up dudes, really nice guys. Uh, it was a great show. I think there might have been some sound issues, but it still <laughs> didn't really get in the way so yeah. much. So it was a good show. I yeah, liked it. It was awesome. So okay, well, okay. Bearing everything in mind. Okay, so heartless. Uh, it's a very different album to their previous albums, and I'm very curious to hear what Tane thinks. Because, yeah, like we mentioned, we do not talk about this album until we get here in the DTABM studios in front of the microphone, facing each other, gazing longingly into each other's eyes. Dicks in our hands. Each other's. Sure, exactly. Mm. When we start doing the fucking... Sharing tugs. Yep. Uh, 
yeah so it's not until right now that we've talked about this and it's been very hard to keep the silence yeah until now so now we're gonna break it i want to hear what tane has to say about heartless by paul bearer okay so i mean uh we are going to be playing some paul bearer after this so you can hear some but i do definitely strongly suggest uh you guys hear this album it's an interesting one this is the third one and it's been about three years since the last one um there definitely is a change uh, since the last couple, uh, Paul Barrow kind of generally known for their really like slow, dirgy doom with some great uh, melodic stuff, and that they definitely have their own vocal thing going as well. Like their singers, um, relatively unique in the grand scheme of things. It's very, it's very much you know it's Paul Barrow when you hear them. Uh, this album, though, uh, to be perfectly honest, actually took me a couple of listens to really start to appreciate. The first couple of tracks that they released have a very different vocal style, uh, which is going to be very apparent when you guys listen to it. Um, But also something that really stuck out at first was that the music was maybe not quite so heavy, not so dirgy. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was definitely a focus on melody in a very different way. But what did you think? Well... When I, I heard the they released two tracks, I can't remember the names of the tracks off the top of my head, but they released two tracks before they released the album. And I had a listen, I was like, okay, this is different, I'm not really sure what to think. Mm. Uh, but then when the album came out, and this is, this is right when I knew we were going to do a Breaking the Silence uh, segment mm. on it, I put it on right as I was going to bed. So I went to bed, I put my headphones on, mm. and I put on the start of the album Mm. and i think i got in that listen i got through most of the album yeah right uh but i was kind of in like a half dreamy kind of state when i did it yeah yeah and for me that was the perfect way to listen to that fucking album i think that's a great way to listen to paul bearer in general actually like it's something that needs uh time to breathe i think Uh, that's a really good way of describing this album Mm. there's a lot of building up to moments Mm. I think there were some moments in there scattered throughout the album that were, was like old school Paul Bearer, mm. but it was they were built up to by trying new things, trying more a melodic approach. It's not necessarily a stoner or a doom album. No, no. I, I'd say it's very far removed from the stoner thing, actually, in particular. Um, it's more of like a proggy kind of soft rock kind of album, It I is, felt. and I think... Um, uh, actually comparing it to a few other bands when I was first listening to say the first half of the album uh, I was thinking about bands like Macedon and Baroness who have definitely moved into a more uh, not not to sound derogatory but they're trying something more accessible after already do- having done heavy things and sure. I find there's a lot of bands that sort of operate in this sort of like proggy or like stoner or like sludge background uh, that that then try this effect they never go heavier than that it's kind of weird um and at first i was sort of like oh no like and i to be perfectly honest i didn't really like the first half of the album the first time i heard it uh but then uh sort of getting to the halfway point uh which would be it was dancing in madness i think the the sort of almost 12 minute track the longest one oh second longest one on the album and the 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 tone shifted dramatically and they had a lot more of the older um older sound but with sure. some great fucking like uh vocal harmony stuff and the guitar harmonies 
really came back with a vengeance and i was like okay i can i can dig this yeah i can agree uh that first half of the album i was listening to it and i was like this is definitely a departure Mm. from the earlier stuff Mm. i think tain isn't gonna like this very much (laughs) so it seems like i was right i think it was a good suggestion for for doing the breaking the silence partially because it, it is sometimes interesting to do something where it's like we kind of have an idea we might not like it for a band yeah. that we like i mean that's fair enough totally but um yeah i i kind of had the feeling i kind of like this you know mm. something different and i think Tane's not gonna like it so it's definitely something that we should save and talk about on here yeah well i i think um it, sort of comparing it to their last release uh so uh not foundation of burden uh, but the EP they recently did, uh, uh, which EP, was... Right. Yeah, and that EP was really kind of a bit wishy-washy for me because they did the uh, cover of Love You to Death by Typo Negative, like, who what are my was... favorite fucking band. Oh, look, like, we both love Typo Negative. Yeah. We both love Pete Steele. What was the point of doing that fucking cover of Love You to Death? Yeah. It was like they were trying to do the song exactly the same yeah which is something typo never did with their covers like, why don't we just go and listen to the typo song but like, why why do a cover like that why not put your own fucking spin on it or something totally like but having said that and listening to this album more now they were trying they were trying to do something different for them sure. especially vocally uh, sure, yeah. uh is it brett campbell i think the singer brett campbell yeah he is a very talented dude and he's got a great range and i could hear it. it's like oh this doesn't sound like paul barrow this is kind of dumb but um <laughs> to be honest <laughs> but uh now i can see that it was kind of a bit of a bridging piece sure. so you know what like i actually i really like this album the second half of the album uh at first i was like but it's a grower yeah, I think uh, this album will definitely be a grow not a sure for a lot of people. Uh, I kind of liked it on the first listen. I think on the second listen, I was at work and I was kind of like, ah, it's, it's too it's slow. Hard. Like, it's too slow. I need something a bit more pacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it was definitely for me one of those albums where you got to be in the mood for it. You know, it's definitely, a, I don't know, a mood piece. Is yeah, that a, like no one ever like time? listens to Dope Smoke for the first time while you're busy <laughs> and then says it's a great album. You got to fucking listen to it. Sure. Properly. You have to have a few buckets beforehand or something like oh, that. Oh, man. I wish we had some of that. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's wish that and listen to some Paul Bearer now. Yeah, hell yeah. Tane, what are we gonna listen to? Well, I think uh, I think this is one that Gary and I agreed is probably one of our favorites. So this is actually the title. T- this is uh, hey. see? Oh. April Fools. He yeah. actually knows how to say title track. Yeah, I know. In right? real life, I'm actually literate. What he's, the fuck? He's pretending that he doesn't know. <laughs> so we're gonna be listening to Heartless. From Heartless by Paul Bearer. That's for you, Smithy. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Smithy. This is Heartless from Paul Bearer. Enjoy.
Hyborian there with Dead Lies Dreaming from their new album Hyborian Volume 1. And between that and Paul Bearer's Heartless, we had The Obsessed with their first studio album in 20 years, Sacred, and their track was Sodden Jackal. Uh, you gotta love Wino, the the vocalist for oh, for Obsessed. Though. Yeah, he's amazing, and everything he does, he's fucking yeah. awesome. Saint Vitus, Hidden Hand, Spirit Caravan, all yeah. those, all those awesome. Shrine yeah. Builder. Uh, his track on Probot was pretty great as oh, well. Oh yeah, the Emerald Law. Yeah. I fucking love that song so much. So, listeners, how you going? You good? You don't have to answer now. We we can't hear you. Yeah, we cut. You can if you want to. We won't hear you. Maybe we'll be able to sense what your. We can play along. Oh, I'm glad. I'm. I'm. That's good to hear. Hold it, on. It's a shame Hold about your uh, your mother, but. Hold hold on. Let's let's give him a chance to answer, and then we'll respond. Okay. Listeners, how you doing? That's good, or bad, depending on what you said. <laughs> See, it's like we're right here in your choice of where you listen to this. Exactly. Yep. But look, this episode is a little bit of a Frankenstein's monster of an episode. Uh, The intro and the Breaking the Silence segment that you heard before, we actually recorded a couple of days before we recorded this part. Yep. Uh, the interview that you're going to hear next, we actually recorded just before we recorded this part as well. Yep. So everything's a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Not to make it any more confusing, but yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a little scattered and it's kind of very kind of indicative of how we're kind of being feeling throughout the recording of this episode (laughs) that's true it's been strange right here in in this uh part of the podcast was supposed to be a live video uh which we recorded on uh the other day when we recorded the intro and stuff Mm. it didn't quite go well there was a bit of a, a funk just uh over the the dtabm studios and not in like a cool fucking bootsy collins george clinton p-funk yeah. parliament funkadelic kind of way and not in a kind of uh the sewers backing up because someone tried to flush something too big kind of way either but it was a funk it was a thing it was it was just a strange vibe i think we got way more drunk than we thought we were going to yeah i think that was partially because like uh, had we eaten? I don't think we'd eaten at that point. We hadn't eaten. Yeah, I don't. You're sick. Well, I haven't listened back to the live video. I won't, and we could probably just delete it. Yeah, because I, I, it's not I tried worth to. It was to. it was awkward, but uh, I, well, we can go back after this and delete it. So there's no there's no, no history record. that it ever happened. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, so to replace. We we need something for this part of the podcast. We need to replace it with something, and I think part of the funk was from look, we kind of when when we do stuff like live videos or recording the podcast, it's kind of like we're characters, we're our kind of radio personas. Yeah, my radio voice. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. As lame as that. And, um, <laughs> and I don't know, I just kind of wanted to break through that a little bit and get to some uh, more real 
substance here. We were both pretty... We were both feeling pretty down on on that day when we recorded. Mm. So, was it like we weren't getting a lot of response through the live video? And that's n- no one's fault but ours, because we weren't really giving out uh, a vibe that people would want to respond to. We weren't really giving people anything t- to work with, basically. Yeah, yeah. We were just a couple of uh, drunk, depressed dudes in a in a spare bedroom in Petersham that night. So I figured I'm going to psychoanalyze Tane. <laughs> By uh, the way, this isn't planned at all, so... No, no. Yeah. Tane has no idea that this is going to happen. No. I, I just said, let's start recording and uh, just go with it. No one's listening anyway. Yeah. So, Not yet. Well... No one's listening, <laughs> even after we put it online. We'll, we might get uh, 10 listeners. <laughs> Everyone's going to skip forward to the Somnium Knox interview anyway. So That's, that's a pretty good interview. That, it was a great interview, and if you don't want to hear us being depressive, then you know, skip forward about 20 minutes and you'll find it. Uh, but look, I'm going to... I'm I'm gonna get down to it with Tane. I'm gonna see what's up because you know he's he's the jovial one of the two of us, and I'm the, like the grim, depressive one of the two of us. And you know the the there's been a change change in the balance. There. Yeah, yeah, some kind of um, uh, what do you call it? Paradigm shift. Yeah. So let's get into it now because I can see Tane's very reluctant to. Uh, I can just sense it being next to him. <laughs> Let's get down to the minutiae. Let's forget the big picture stuff about how we're all going to die one day. Oh, that's what I look forward to, man. Well, like... there's that, but there's, like, I, if you're anything like me, you know that there's nothing afterwards, and you know that there's, it's just everything's going to disappear. So let's forget about that. Let's let's break it down to, uh, the you know the the small little bits and pieces and see if we can get to a bigger answer here. Sure, sure, okay. So, is there any kind of pressing issues that have been um, weighing on you recently? Oh, man, where to even start? It's uh, oh, gotta, gotta, the tricky thing here is trying to to condense it into uh <laughs> something that's listenable well, but um let's put it into chunks you know okay so. I, okay so yeah there's been a few things so i've just recently had some some damage to the veins in my leg which has been making me walk around like a like an old lady for about a month uh which is a bit worrying but uh on top of that it's also been some some family health stuff as well uh there's also imminently uh my oldest friend moving overseas uh who's sort of the last one to move they nearly all of them have now they're at least 800 kilometers away i think i'm glad Um, you said nearly there yeah nearly no (laughs) i I still have you and i've still got maz and that and and a bunch of other excellent friends but it's yeah and smithy uh is is another one as well but um say my old my sort of formative crew who actually got me into metal actually for the most part um nearly all of them are now moving away uh overseas so it's kind of like this sense of loss thing and sense of worry with like hospital shit and other things like that as well so 
Okay. Well, let let's take those elements, right? Yeah. Uh, they're all understandably things that will make anyone feel down. Mm. You know. Mm. Uh, I can't really speak too much to family health issues because that's kind of a wait and see kind of thing for the most part, usually. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's put that aside for a moment. Mm. If we take your your friends moving away, mm. I mean, that's a hard thing. That's kind of, I don't know, what kind of life goes on and people you meet new people and things change and the the groups you uh, hang out with 10 years in the future are the ones that can be totally different to the ones that you hung out 10 years oh yeah that's totally true and i think i've i've definitely done that i'm quite a social guy but there's i think those core people at least one of them has always been there i suppose they're they're still they still exist though and with with the social media and stuff today it's so much easier to kind of keep in touch with people and uh you know i know you like to travel a lot and so do i so you you get to run into people in my my recent trip i ran into my friend linear who i hadn't seen in Shit, I think oh, it was like yeah. eight years or something that was like awesome. that. Some yeah. crazy amount of time. Mm. It was a long time. So, you know, it's it's not the end of a friendship just because someone moves away. Oh, true, true. It's um it, it is different though, I would say. And especially bearing in mind a lot of those friends don't really do the social media thing sure. so much as well. So it is a little bit harder. But I mean, you know, it, it, it's a bit speaking of the the whole general situation it's sort of like you know friends check family check like work fucking sucks like i hate my job right now it's fucking terrible i know there's only like maybe four or five people in the building who who will possibly listen to this but um hi jeremy yeah (laughs) yeah jeremy josh kip uh all you excellent people out there but um I'm, I've been working on something for a long time that's been delayed two years now. Uh, essentially, cutting. We can't cutting really my, say. No, lot. no, I can't say too much. But essentially, it's also cut my um, cut me away from my work, socializing, and the the things that made my job great have not existed for a long time, and now will not exist until likely next year. So, uh, it's sort of having this huge gap of like this inertial feeling so Uh, let me speak to that a little bit and mm. then i've got a like a different approach to handling these problems sure sure i'll get it to okay as much as the work situation might suck at the moment Mm. uh it's not going to be like this forever i think that's true so that's something to kind of work towards and look forward to Mm. Um, it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it any less boring. No, it, it doesn't fix it. Oh, it's yeah. There are a lot of good things about the job too that you wouldn't get anywhere else. That, that's true, and well. I, I'm never denying that. Like there are, you know, in general, like uh, it's a great place to work. The 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 other people who I might not be close friends with are still much cooler than your average schmuck. So. You know. The big picture is uh, the employees at this particular place get looked after and p- pretty well for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
ultimately we're doing a good thing that we're helping people and we're uh, helping an industry that we uh, both care about oh yeah i still i still believe in the role of the company so uh, so there's that to kind of help you know strengthen your resolve as as boring and you know change will come uh, it's something that is inev- inevitable and something that you can work towards and kind of put energy into helping uh, occur oh true yeah very itself. true I, I guess the, the the other overarching thing i mean like i know this sounds like just like you know like everyone has shit times and everyone has shit days everyone's got something that's kind of, of bad and i think uh a, a lot of you guys out there will will hopefully agree with me that um uh i i fundamentally believe that just because uh, you might be having a bad time and someone else has a worse time, like a significantly worse time. It doesn't mean that what you're going through isn't valid. But also, uh, more importantly as well, if you have uh, depression issues, long-standing depression issues, depression isn't caused by external things. That's That's something that a lot of people who maybe haven't gone through it don't really understand i I definitely know for sure that it is internal it's what's happening in your head yeah more more than external external factors can contribute to it oh yeah they can uh, trigger yeah they can trigger it they can make it worse Mm. they can do all that but it ultimately ultimately comes down to what's going on in your noggin Yeah. yeah so with that in mind what things bring you joy? What what makes you the the joyous character that we hear on the podcast every, <laughs> every other episodes besides on that live video the other night? Well, <laughs> um, so not not to um not to sound too uh, self advertisey, but doing doing death toll, but metal definitely is one of those main things because it's always there and it's uh working with someone else on something that you love it's different to a band it's been very different i I played in bands for for many years and i kind of haven't really been doing anything uh live for a long time some some studio stuff but um it's it's very different on the other side it's it's hard work and it's it's strange it's not like rock up you get to play and have fun and then you go and that's it it's, sure. it's very different in so that sense. you're speaking about like the knights themselves no 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 no, not just the knights oh like, you're talking about in the lead up yeah yeah and like obviously doing doing the podcast i mean we might have spoken about it before on it but it does it's a long process well uh, look the the Okay, so we've got one factor that brings you joy, yeah. which is death door but metal. That's yeah. something I can help more of because oh, I, you already I, do. Yeah. Look, I I know I'm a bit of a control freak, so perhaps if I gave up some of that control, as hard as that is for me to do, <laughs> and kind of gave you more of an active role in the in the thing, mm. would that perhaps help bring you bring you more of the joy that you get out of working on death Torba metal ah uh, to, to be honest i've not really considered it in that sense so much i mean uh you know it, it's no secret that that dtabm is is gary's baby uh for for the listeners out there to an extent 
Um, but I am happy using... What brings me joy is using skills and things that I'm good at to, to make it better, I suppose. Right. You know, so... Uh, you know, there's there's the posters, there's there's schmoozing, there's doing the things on the night, there's, the you know, podcast. yeah, yeah, the the podcast is a big thing as well. Uh, and as much as you know, like the, doing the posters is is the main visual thing that you guys would see out there. The the main thing that I I never have time to on a month to month basis, uh, to do for the club, but it is painting or like creating visual things, not just not just Photoshop, not just yeah crap like that you know but most of our posters recently have been has been a lot of public domain kind of stuff yeah uh, yeah messing with public domain pictures uh, but, but you know we do the club on such a regular basis it's hard to get like a f- fucking amazing artwork with full-time work and mm. all this kind of stuff yeah it's 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 a bit of a catch-22 and i think uh, a lot of you guys uh, out there who who do experience depression issues uh you know you could do something that you love but you don't have the energy to do it after a to day be able... of work yeah it, it is a bit of a catch-22 thing it's like it will make you feel better but you don't have you don't feel good enough to do it as well so we've got this one i, I know it's very unmetal to talk about you know mm. f- following your bliss and whatnot but but that's basically the, what i'm trying to do here so yeah, we've got yeah. one thing which is deaf talk about metal yeah and i'd say metal in general oh yeah probably. yeah like i'm there's no day where i don't listen to you know at least four to eight hours of metal sure. uh one way or the other you know so so what else what else brings Be- you joy oh, what makes you happy besides maz uh the, which maz, is to get yeah. super super cheesy yeah. but uh but i am very lucky in that sense as well you know it's um she's an amazing lady so so you've got deaf talk about metal you've got metal in general yeah you're in a solid relationship that mm. you're very happy in mm. is there anything else that you can think of off the top of your head the, the other things that um i've been trying to kind of analyze this personally to to look at what makes me happy that's healthy as well uh because Getting drunk is great fun, <laughs> but you pay for it later, or you sure. pay for it literally with cash, and then you don't have any cash. Uh, there are, like, I'm, I'm a gamer as well, you know, like video games, board games, card games, uh, anything like that, but I'm obsessive about it because it's an escape, and so it's not addressing uh, immediate issues. And it's, it's something that I see... Well, uh, you know, it's easy to see someone else going through that and, and to be able to identify it and go, oh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, God, when World of Warcraft came out, I played briefly, but looking at friends who who still spend 12 hours a day on it, and it's like, that's not healthy. It's no. ig- it's ignoring the it, rest of life. This is actually something, we won't, we won't stay on this point too much longer just because mm. we'll need to move on, but... Mm. Um, Something that I've been thinking about recently is like I uh, immerse myself in too much escapism, especially lately. Mm. It's has been affecting my doing other things that I like, like mm. Death Tour, but metal stuff and the other projects that uh, we can't really talk about yet, <laughs> but are coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, 
So that's something I definitely need to change. And um, it, it's tricky. It, it, like it's it's not that you shouldn't ever do them. Of that's, course, that's stupid. Of course, you always you need downtime. And exactly. It's, yeah. Look. So, so anyway, mm-hmm. we've talked about all these things that give you joy. Mm. Uh, I think now the trick is to make those things kind of outweigh the the negative things or the things that aren't uh, bringing you much happiness in your life and uh, it's it, it's tricky i think um uh something uh that i showed you the other day that jeff and some aliens your, show your dick oh oh right <laughs> yes. there was um if you guys haven't seen it you should definitely check it out it's a really fucking awesome new show um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out just like your dick. Yeah, just yeah. exactly. Do check it. Yes. Check for lumps. Check for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's, really quickly, there's this episode where this, this guy lives with some aliens and they have some machine to, to trade life energy for, for physical objects or for wealth or whatever and that kind of thing. So it's kind of like a metaphor for work, except there's a, a quicker payoff. Yeah, 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 totally. So anyway, like there's hilarious hijinks. Uh, and then at the end, it's all back to normally. It's like, oh, I'm never trading my life energy for, for material wealth ever again. Oh, look, it's time to go to work. And then like it shows like his commute and him like, you know, spending like a third of his day, yeah, traveling through shit. a gray cityscape, yeah, yeah, yeah surrounded yeah, yeah. by people in suits that are all just blank expressions, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and it's um drudgery, yeah, it's funny, but it's also fucking true. Where it's like the the day to day existence of even someone who who's as lucky as me, who has a job, who has you know a roof over my head, who has an excellent partner, and all of these awesome things happening. Uh, uh also a white male yeah yeah uh, totally like i i can't fucking complain really <laughs> in the grand scheme of things but i'm still trading like a third of my life energy away you know to use this this show's reference and it is that in itself i'm sure you guys have it as well like for there are people who work 12 hour days who listen to this as well and it's like i'm sure they identify with that very strongly so it's tricky. I mean, but you guys, to, to sort of bring it away from me, we know a lot of uh, our listeners and we know talking to a lot of people at the club have issues like this as well. Well, well this is kind of this is kind of why I wanted to touch on it. We've been trying to do the interactive thing a little bit, like mm. talking to people. And I see what you're trying to get at here. It's like, if you have depression, you can talk to us. And of course, that's true. Okay, mm. or you should talk to someone at least and get it out there. Mm. But I'm trying to keep the focus on us because I don't know. I, f- I feel like the interactivity side of things when it comes to the podcast hasn't really been working a lot lately. Mm. So yeah, let's let's kind of keep it on us. I think if we were to now switch it back and. Uh, try to deal with my issues then this episode would never end (laughs) so we can't do that but we've got the good basis uh uh for helping you out i think i think we we talked about positives that are way more positive uh than the negatives although there's some negatives there that are harder to deal with Mm. uh there are some there that there are ways to deal with or they'll 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 kind of get better over time 
and uh, we can help restore the balance of joy. It's just that's gonna, true. That's it's, true. It's just going to take a little that's bit. That's a good point. Look, what. there has been a paradigm shift. Look at you being all positive. Yeah, fuck. Gary Whoa, we're going to have to handle that in another episode. Uh, trust bring me, you back down. Trust me. Uh, in the back of my mind, I know none of this matters. Uh, we're all going to turn into nothingness uh, in the nucle- nuclear fallout of um, the current <laughs> regime. But uh, it's, uh, it, d- it does uh, perhaps speak volumes of maybe my current headspace or maybe if I think this all the time that I'm kind of a little bit excited about the potential of World War Three. So, So, look, we've been going long. Uh, I hope this was a good segment to listen to. It was very kind of... uh, A bit of an insight. It was something. It filled in that time, and it just (laughs) wipes out the fucking live video. See, listening to all this depressing shit, you'd already forgotten about the fact that we did a terrible live video a couple of days ago. You're like, wow, there are problems uh, far deeper-seated than um, that shitty video. Yeah, than our lack of skills doing a podcast. Exactly. So let's get into... Oh, some yeah, more music yeah, yeah. we can now. actually have some fun now as well which is yeah. gonna be excellent uh, I, I, was, I was thinking we could try to keep that light but it was pretty hard uh we'll look let's listen to a band that i fucking love uh they're called possession and uh they have an album that's out now called exorcazine ex again as you that sounds good sure uh, my pronunciation, as always. Uh, they, the song that we're going to listen to off this album is called "Infestation Manifestation." Mm. En- uh, the en- rhyme. En- enjoy. Uh, while you listen to this, I'll go uh, uh, find some antidepressants for Tain, and uh, I'm already drinking one. Hopefully, by the next episode, he'll be back to his uh, jolly self. Yep. Just a bit of that Ludovician technique. So enjoy some possession.
from the ashes of bolt thrower uh with the new band and the track off their new album the album being for the fallen the track is called surrounded by death pretty fucking epic do do uh Uh, watch the video with that as well because it does um does prepare you for the new world order (laughs) yes and before that was possession with infestation manifestation as we mentioned before and uh, we are about to throw to our interview with Rob from Somnium Knox. So enjoy. Have fun, guys. All right. So we're joined now by Rob Galia. Did I get that right? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. A- AKA Nocturnal from the band Somnium Knox. How you doing, Rob? Fantastic, man. I'm doing great. How are you? Ah, uh, yeah, can't How complain. How are you both? Yeah, excellent. Fucking yeah, excellent. Good to hear. <laughs> As we were saying before, swearing is encouraged, not just uh, fine. It's not just permittable. Yeah. It's it's the wild west yeah. of the internet, so we're we're bound by no such uh, censorship. Yeah. If the mood may strike me, <laughs> I'll, I'll let loose. We do uh, tend to uh, bring it out in people anyway, so... Oh, joy. This should be fun. Okay. <laughs> so, I just want to run through a little bit of background uh, for the listeners. Uh, in 2016, Somnium Knox kind of made their present known, uh, presence known with a, a single entitled uh, Apocrypha, which is one 16-minute track performed entirely by the two founding members... Of the band yourself, Nocturnal, and Ash Hasselin. No, Ash. <laughs> I think that's something like that. It's something Ash, like that. For sure. I, just, just, just say Ash. Yes. Ash Hasselin. Thank you. Uh... His name's Nathan. Ash. Okay. So, so now we're in 2017, uh, at time of recording, of course. Uh, and we have Terra Ananus, the the band's debut well, album. Like that. That sounds nasty. It does. <laughs> yeah. And Ananus. Ananus. You were doing so well up to there, getting all the names right. Oh, you uh, li- messed up the album. Li- uh, listen- Terra Ananus. Analysis is the correct pronunciation. Analysis. Uh, sorry about that. Listen, listeners of the podcast know that I am fucking hopeless when it comes to pronouncing 
anything that I've just seen written down. So. <laughs> that was a bit of a pit trap there, man. So yeah, I'm just keeping in character at this point. That's yeah. <laughs> so Terra and Alice, is that correct? Yes, uh, that's the band's debut album, and it's got three epic tracks on it. And uh, for the, for the recording of this album, the lineup's grown somewhat with uh, the, the addition of another guitarist, got keys, and a drummer, uh, aka Forge from uh, Norse. Can you can you tell us a little bit about the band growing from a two piece into a the multi-membered entity that it is now like how did you guys find each other and and did did it change the songwriting process for example uh having uh, these new members not, not really um okay so basically i've been looking to get some kind of black metal project going for a while um I went through probably about five vocalists before I found old mate Ash. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, when you, when you're trying to get a band starting up, you get a lot of like, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, nah. Um, <laughs> yes. Basically. Time I think was so familiar with that. Yeah. Just messing you around and it took so long. And I finally, um, you know, I was waiting and waiting and having to just kind of flick guys off because it was just, oh, I'll flick them off, well, you know, toss them aside. Ugh, crazy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Nath had the, I, I had the uh, Apocrypha track written, mm-hmm. uh, basically written, like mostly done. I was just trying to find a vocalist and Nath had it down in about a week. He just wrote everything and just bang. Wow. And I, I jumped in the car and drove down to Canberra and we, we tracked it, and it just all happened instantly. So it was nice. pretty obvious who I was going to go with, <laughs> yeah. um, vocal-wise. Uh, we, never planned, we never planned anything, for starters. Um, mm. We just kind of go with the flow, but we never ever, ever thought about you know playing live or getting any other members. We just kind of you know did the thing, released the thing, and the thing happened, and people seemed to like the thing. So... We hypothesized about, you know, you know, getting more members and taking it live mm-hmm. and whatnot. But we wanted uh, we wanted a drummer because we, we use a drum machine. Sure. It's right. um, on the recording. I on the recording, I play pretty much everything. I program all the drums and Ash just comes in and does his vocals on top. Yeah, right. Drum machines are really, I prefer a real drummer. Mm. So we decided, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll post a thing mm. on the interwebs saying we're looking for a drummer. And if we get one and it's not a big hassle, you know, we'll, we'll consider taking it alive. And if we don't, we just stay as a studio project. So we did that. And within a few hours, um, Forge hits up. Wow. And I was like, hell yeah. I love, I love the Amenta. I love all everything he's sure, done. Yeah, he's yeah. been in so many bands. Yeah, yeah, busy he's guy. He's a very busy boy. Yeah, mm. he's a very busy boy. So, um, so we, it, you know, it was it was great. And um, I was working on some stuff. A few months later, I sent him some music, and he tracked the drums. He's got a little studio set up, literally in the forest. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he's got a little camper van that he keeps. Um, 
like literally in a pine forest and he tracks drums inside so you can't really get much more black metal than that yeah. i was gonna say yeah that's um <laughs> wow he's really keeping in character there that's awesome he, he's, he just takes it to the next step you know he's um um yeah so and we tracked the album and then we were like oh, okay so we we have a real we've got a real drums now do we take it live and again it was like let's see what happens and we got an overwhelming response we had about probably about two dozen people kind of like hit us up so it was wow. like and which was a giant shock for me since i went through like five vocalists all kind of giving me the yeah nah mm -hmm. but once you're established once things are actually happening people are a lot more like oh yeah this is actually an actual thing you know so yeah. um we still had to shift through all the shit cunts but um <laughs> but line up together it didn't take all that long Mm. And, um, yeah, and that's where we are now. That's awesome. So, uh, I mean, just beforehand, I wasn't, uh, wasn't aware that you'd done the majority of the actual recordings as far as instruments. Uh, but it turns out you've actually got some ditch in there as well. Uh, is that you? Okay. Is that you playing or? Yeah, I'll crank it out. Hold on. Here we go. Ah. Hey, <laughs> nice. It's a little, need some new wax. Done. Dev in the studio. Yeah, Dev to all, but we're not exclusive here. <laughs> I know that sounds any good. Man, that's awesome. I'm <laughs> that jealous. That sounds rad. I, I've tried so many times. But look, it's a it's a sound that lends itself so well to the atmospheric black metal that you guys are doing. Uh, what inspired the addition? Were you already a player, or is this something that you sort of had in mind once you had the project together? Um, I've been playing Dig oh, for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay at it. I'm gonna, I don't consider myself an amazing digital player. Um, but I learned, I studied uh, music in my youth. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, Eora tape, which is basically that's the um, indigenous word for red fern. So yeah, yeah. I, I learned off a fellow there. He taught me a thing or two. And um, yeah, so I, that's why I picked it up. I'd always, I mean, digital has been used a little bit I've, I've never i don't think it's ever been used in black metal before i mm. might i mean don't quote me on that but as, as far as i know it hasn't yeah um, it's been used in metal bands but never like this yeah, yeah. it's rare as well still I, I think uh maybe alchemist or someone might have used it once or twice yeah, but yeah that wouldn't surprise me it sounds like something they do yeah i've never heard it in the yeah black metal project before so it's, it's really it's pretty awesome man it, it lends itself so well it's it's uh, great Thank you. Cheers. So, with the new album, uh, for for one of a better term, is this a concept album uh, that you've been working on at all? Um, to tell you the truth, you'd have to talk to me about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sure, of course. I, being I the learned, um, yeah. Oh, sorry, Ash. Ash, Ash, Ash. Ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I, I don't really... I mean, we, we have a kind of common theme involved, which is just... Uh, I don't know, despair, mm -hmm. you know? Nihilism, all that kind of lovely, charming stuff. Um, it's it's concepty. Mm. I wouldn't say it's it's a full on concept album, but um, he takes care of. I, I don't think about words or anything when I when I write music. It's not something that kind of translates over. Sure, sure. sure. You know, so um, I will give him a general idea of what I'm going for sound wise, and then he'll kind of just you know, rebound that back with whatever words. So if you want to get really in depth, you'd have to talk to him. Okay. But it's, it's um, 
uh, the, the album title uh, translates to Empty Land. Right. Ah, okay. I, yeah, um, I actually is... did a Google Translate today and found that. <laughs> oh, lucky. Yeah, look it's at that research. <laughs> so professional. I can't pronounce it, but I know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, 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 good. that's um, awesome. Yeah. That the album title is basically a play. It's uh, okay. So there's a giant amount of uh, culture. Mm. Or, or basically in black metal it's, mm. it's very tied into definitely the culture behind the the land or the people or whatever that it comes from you know starting from the norwegians anyway sure. but um in, you know they did that but then you've got like you've got death spell putting you know french hymns in their music you've got mm. uh wolves in the throne room trying to paint a, like a landscape yeah of their surroundings um and all music all music comes from culture originally anyway mm. that's where it comes from uh which is interesting with black metal and other other types of you know subgenres today because now we actually have music creating culture so very true is, yeah um but basically look look i'm i'm not cultured at all i'm i'm like a, <laughs> i'm a white guy essentially <laughs> like I, my, my culture is globalized westernism sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know and and you know growing up i mean i'm, I'm half you know half uh half white half irish um and half maltese but oh. my family were never like we didn't do any maltese stuff i, I can't tell you anything about malta mm. <laughs> or anything like that sure i never ate any of that food when i went to school you know all the wogs would view me as a white guy all the white people would view me as a wog sure. uh, pretty much except not accepted by anyone i never feel like i really had any any specific you know not, not like the Norwegians do, you know? They have mm. this old ancient connection to their land and whatnot. Um, well, it's but... interesting to say that uh, w what you just said earlier about music creating culture these days, and we're fortunate to live in a time where we can choose our own sort of personal culture and what groups we belong to. Uh, I'd, um, it's interesting to hear that, and to, I'm guessing that's going to be coming across in the music as well. Terror analysis is basically a, like a reference of the culture of having no culture. Sure. And creating right. your yeah. own and what, you know? Yeah. So that's, that was my long and wilted point. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's uh, we, we kind of got that, but that's, um, that's very interesting. Thank you. <laughs> so Rob, uh, I actually met you at, uh, Death Tour But Metal's screening of the, uh, Black Hearts documentary, uh, Good memory. Correct. last year, I think it was, uh, that's it. And before the screening, we were kind of talking and uh, you mentioned being, I don't know, somewhat lukewarm about uh, performing live in Australia. <laughs> yeah, somewhat lukewarm. Uh, <laughs> but I, from memory, I think it was like we were talking about like the, the Australian metal scene and, uh, you know, the climate of yeah. the scene and it not being uh re very favorable in, in your eyes for, for uh, life all, all scenes are scenes that's the um you know it's it's scenes are well that's what they are so i'm not just i'm just not a big fan of scenes um I'm a big fan of, you know community and, and like similar people with similar interests mm. um live has never been it's not it's not something i hate doing i do enjoy performing and whatnot I'd rather be locked in my studio writing music. Sure. <laughs> so, um, 
it's so it took me a long time to decide whether or not to even take this live and mm. we might not do it again um sure yeah we're had two shows so far we did Canberra and we did newcastle on the weekend mm -hmm. um we do sydney next uh, not this weekend next weekend um basically yeah we'll see how it goes and if, if we like it we keep doing more if we don't like it we we don't Sure. Was it was it just okay. was it just kind of demand that changed your mind about playing live, or was it just the material, or was there something specific that made you go, okay, this is this is going to be a thing now? Besides, obviously, what you said earlier, um, being able to find a drummer. Yeah. Obviously, I'm yeah. guessing there's more motivation behind that. That was a big hurdle that I did not think I would cross so quickly. <laughs> sure. Drummers, um, drummers like uh, Paul Roger are very hard to come across. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so we're, yeah. we're extremely uh, happy to have him on board. Um, it, it wasn't anything. It, it was. It's just for. If, you know. It's just like fuck it. We'll try it. Mm -hmm. if, if I don't like it, I won't do it. If we do like it, we will do it. Um, yeah. This kind of black metal is a very hard thing. To pull off live in my opinion sure mm -hmm. definitely it's, um you know it's not like slam where you can be a really crap <laughs> band and as long as you know you got a, you've had enough to drink it's all good <laughs> yeah, um, yeah yeah uh black metal's creating some kind of you know oh, i don't know how to describe it it's it's you've got to create a, a mood or a moment mm. and it's um people aren't always expecting that from a, from a metal band you know it's it's um so if it's if it's done the right way and we i feel like it's it's something i want to keep pursuing it it'll keep happening yeah um yeah uh, the the shows that you've already played uh how did they go fairly good uh so we've only played two mm. um good turnouts so far great mm -hmm. bands to play with yeah everyone everyone was yeah it's been I mean, I stress out. Over <laughs> sure. Anxious. That's yeah. that's natural, um, man. Yeah. Yeah, but everything's been running pretty well so far. Yeah, in a in a way to uh, to keep you motivated to keep playing, you'd say, so far. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Although I honestly, uh, I, I went to see uh the direct touring festival recently mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys went for the uh we did Oslo yeah Road. yeah and all that i went to i i saw that lineup and just shut myself so, <laughs> <laughs> so i um i went to both shows i went to sydney i flew to melbourne the next day to see it again mm. um and it really made me want to write more music and i started writing i haven't written in a while mm. uh and i started writing for stuff again and i've had to stop basically and <laughs> start playing these these damn shows i kind of you know I, I find it hard to do both at the same time um hmm. so if we do keep it up it'll be sporadic it won't be in we'll we won't be playing weekly you know what i mean we sure. won't be playing oh we'll sure. do a couple of shows a year yeah most, i think well, I saw with one of the shows coming up in Brisbane, you were playing with a band. Oh, that lineup! Oh my God, pinch me! Well, <laughs> a band that I love that I I don't think I've has played live before. They rarely play live. Uh, the band Moon. Uh, 
have, they have played live before. They have. They very rarely play, but um, I, I believe they have done it before. Yeah. Mm. How how did that come together? Were you were you asked to come perform on that uh, lineup, or did you uh, um, pursue it yourself? Or well, okay. So Brisbane's very far away. Um, <laughs> very far. So we 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 originally did not add it to the to the tour mm. because it is very far away, and sure. it's a big hassle to get up there. Um, but we had about a dozen people ask us to like, hey, come on, Brisbane, mm. come on, Queensland. We're not so bad, <laughs> um, and they're not so bad. They got some really good bands. I mean, just look at their gig; it's great. Um, oh man, that lineup! Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I, I know people flying up from Sydney to see that. Um, mm. Not just fans of us, just people who saw that and were like, oh, I've got to go. Uh, so, uh, really good show. I was planning um, to, it, it fell through, I really desperately wanted to go because mm. that lineup oh, was insane, it. but uh, unfortunately I can't make it, but I can understand people wanting to travel f- for that show. Yeah, well, hell essentially, yes. um, I put some feelers out, I, I contacted a friend of mine from, from Queensland and was like, we're looking to come up, you know, uh, are there any shows going on? Going on? Mm. And she said, uh, ah... Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's this one happening. Uh, uh, um, basically, our mates in grade two were organising it. Right. Give them a buzz. So I gave them a buzz, and um, at first they were like, "Oh, yes." They showed me the lineup, and I was like, "Yeah, we, we're definitely we're, we're down." Mm. And they were like, "Okay, maybe." They were kind of umming and ahhing about it, um, and then Jack from grade two was like, "Nah, put them on." I love these guys. Wow, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, he was like, fuck it, just put them on, add, add another band. And we were like, yep, yeah, awesome, done. So, yeah, that's basically the story of what happened. Amazing. So, um, as, as these are obviously, uh, well, the Brisbane gig is still coming up. Are there any plans as of yet to continue, or are you going to have a break so you can finish writing? I'm going to get stuck into writing after Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we will possibly, uh, hypothetically, do one or two more Sydney shows this year. Mm-hmm. Possibly another another Canberra show, and probably probably another Melbourne show. Sure. Um, so another, you know, a couple of shows towards the end of the year. Nothing set in stone. Nothing sure. planned. Nothing. Nothing. Um, just that's what we're thinking about. Maybe September, October time. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, actually, that's what I'm thinking about. I haven't even talked to the band about it, so who knows? <laughs> you heard it here first. It it's definitely happening. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> uh, well, when you are planning those shows, if if they do come around, you know, always keep Def Talk About Metal in mind as well. I'll just put I that do, out I there. I always do. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So we're going to listen to some Somnium Nox right now, and the song that we're going to play is called the Olmwick uh, Apotheosis. Uh, did bad. did I get that right? I think so. <laughs> Pretty good. Two out of three. You'll, ha- bad. you'll have to ask Ash, harsh, but uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you want to say about the song? <laughs> this one happened quite naturally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This one kind of like was banged out in a, in a few hours. Actually, this wow. one was good. First track was was like was like a huge collection of riffs that I just kind of wrote over a, a week or two, and you know stitched together like mm. some kind of frankenstein monster <laughs> and this one i just bang done in about you know four or five hours so mm. i like it 
And here's hoping that you like it too, listeners. Oh, look at that segue. I know, right? It's almost like you've been doing this for a while. Uh, do you want Do you want to play us out with some dig? Is that cool? Oh yeah, hold on. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> exactly twice as much dig as any other anything that has a dig in it. For metal. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go Somnium Nox coming up now. <laughs> Thanks, Rob.
comet dies or shines from illimitable dollar there from their self-titled album and of course before that we heard from somnium nox their track the onwick apotheosis from terra inanus not terra inanus they said in inalus right something like that I don't know. Let's rewind back if you want to hear the album title. I, I, <laughs> I fucking fuck it up every time I try to pronounce anything. So, Somnium Nox, who you just heard, have a bunch of really awesome uh, tour dates. Yeah, as a we mentioned. Actually, on the twenty second of April, you can see them uh, with North. Uh, at the Bullface Stag in Sydney, uh, other bands on the on the bill are the Seer, from I think they're from Newcastle. Very cool kind of mm-hmm. tech death melodic stuff. Uh, Inclemency, who are also very good live. I've seen them before as well. And Dionysus. Uh, so that's at the Bullface Stag on the twenty second. Uh, on the 13th of May, you can see them at the Bendigo Hotel in Melbourne. And the 15th of July at the Crowbar in Brisbane. Uh, uh, that's the gig with Moon, uh, Gravy, Grey Tomb, and a bunch of others that I don't remember off the top of my head. But that was the one that we were talking about. Anyway, look it up online. You'll be able to find the details. If you can't make the one on the 22nd uh, for any reason, there is also Bloodshed at the Valve. Yeah, so look, there's something for the black metal fans at the Bullface Stag, if you if you like the, the sound of Somnium Nox and Norse. Or if you want something a bit more deathy or thrashy, uh, you can head over to the Valve on the 22nd as well. Uh, doors open at 7 o'clock. It's only 10 bucks, And... We have Burial Chamber, we have Reva, we have someone called For Foract. Foract, yeah. I, I don't think I've heard of them They're before. They're pretty new, actually. This is going to be one of their first shows. And we have the EP launch for the mighty band The Plague. Very fucking exciting. They've got a shitload of merch for it as well. Check it yeah. out on their page. So they, The Plague have played... Um, at Death Tour About Metal before, so you may have seen them there. And if you saw that show, you know that you don't want to miss them. Or if you've seen them anywhere before, you know mm. you don't want to miss them. So there's that. Uh, we're going to play something from the new Plague uh, EP uh, after this. But uh, we've also got a couple of other gigs to plug. We've got our next gig, DTABM. Of course. The Return. It's on the 5th of May uh, at 8 p.m., uh, ticket price is $12. We have Fatigue, Enfiled, Hazmat, and Fenrir. It's, we're pretty fucking happy with this pretty, lineup, to be honest. Pretty epic lineup. Uh, I've also got our next gig almost sorted. That's in the works. We'll announce something for that soon. Mm-hmm. That'll be happening in June if all goes according to plan. Uh, and the the night after our gig, uh, there's another gig at the Valve on May the 6th, uh, featuring the band Suicide, who are from Victoria, I believe, and Tomb Sealer, who are from South Australia, maybe? Mm. I think yeah, I think you might from be right. South Australia, um, and supporting them, uh, Dead River Runs Dry, 
there was the veil they cancelled though. Mm, yeah, yet uh, to be announced just yet at this point. I think. Yeah, there there will be a replacement apparently according to the event, but uh, there's there's no uh, replacement just yet. So keep an eye on the event page for that, and also Harissinus who. Fuck, if you haven't seen these guys play live yet, uh, check them out. Yeah. Proper. I am, I've missed them every time as well. Seen, I haven't I've been in them, town. I've so. seen them twice now, and they've just been pretty epic every uh, both times. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely worth checking out. Especially, a venue like the Valve is a perfect place for this band. Yeah, totally. It's going to be fucking amazing. So anyway, we said we were going to play The Plague. So let's play The Plague to play us out. Let's play The Plague. Play the play the play us out. Yep. Yep. Peter Plague picked a plague of pickled plagues. Plagued peppers. Yep. Uh perfect. Um <laughs> Thanks for listening to this shambles of an episode. Yes. And just being general observers to the shambles of uh of life in Sydney. Indeed. Uh enjoy this track by the plague. It's from the Mass Genocide EP. It's called Rule of Society. <laughs> yeah. I was In- just going to say, I've got somewhere to go. It's just. Uh, I could have get gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Ladies. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Enjoy, guys, and we'll see you ne- next time. Thanks for listening. Yep, thanks we for listening, guys. We won't actually see you next time, but you'll hear us next time. Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Enjoy the plague. I'm